honest, I think different people handle motherhood differently. Same with like, honestly, zero waste lifestyle. Some people can jump in two feet in and be like, I'm swimming. And other people can be like, I'm sinking. And you're just kind of finding your way in a way that works for you. And I think it's important like to have Same. confidence in your, your ability to decide what is best for you and your family. Amen and that, to that. that confidence can be learned over time. It yes. doesn't have to come right away. It's a lifestyle. You can do you in whatever like way it works for you and yeah. just have confidence that like any step you take in the zero waste world is a step in the right direction. Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom, and now I'm a mom of two. And holy wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve. There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the question you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie. We try to do things as naturally as possible. We're open-minded and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hey Sheila podcast. Today, I have Amber on the podcast talking about low waste and because low waste, not zero waste. I don't know. Whatever, you know, yeah, it's whatever term there's like different terms out there for different people, but, um, you know, uh, I, I think a more accepting term like open is, and less intimidating is maybe low waste. Yeah. And yeah, less intimidating for sure. Yeah. Um, and sustainability. So, uh, you started a zero waste lifestyle in 2017 and then became a mother in 2020 through your entire pregnancy and the life of your daughter. You've strived to create as little waste as possible. You've learned as many tips about reusing what you have, sourcing baby items secondhand, and how to seek amazing local resources like the Minneapolis Toy Library. I saw this on your stories and our mind was melting. Right. Um, to help you minimize the clutter. That's the other part. When you discovered zero waste after moving to Minnesota in 2017, you were empowered to live a waste-free lifestyle and help others do the same. After two years of educating yourself, facilitating presentations around the Twin Cities, you started a business called Tear Market, which is the first zero waste store in Minnesota. Full disclosure. That's right. That's fine. I know Amber and I have planned this podcast, I don't know, on and off for a year and we're finally making it happen. So I'm like, exactly. this, this is awesome. So well, first welcome. Thanks for hey. being here. Yeah. So good to see you. Yes, I know. I know. As he was just in my lap and I was like, last time I saw you, I was pregnant with this little nugget. And now yeah. here she is. But I am excited to have you on because I feel like a lot of times the ease, especially in parenthood of single use trumps all because moms are just overwhelmed and they're doing single use diapers and they're doing single use patches or pouches and like pouches, yeah. all of these things just to make life easier. Right. But like through doing, I mean, I do cloth diapering. That's like the one thing that I can think of off the top of my head. Good for you. Once you figure it out, it's not. I prefer it. Like I, like sometimes one, my washer was broken and I was like, oh my gosh, cloth diaper, like my trash cans full. I have to, I don't know. It's just not that. Yeah. Tricky. And it's like, not necessarily, I think it's this idea that it's easier. Cause like, let's use diapers as an example. It's like, oh, I don't have to like wash them, but you have to go to the store and you have to buy them. Yes. And then you have to put them yes. in your trash can and then you have to take out your trash and totally. you take 
lug your trash can to the curb in the snow. Mm-hmm. And like, there are other things that people who are buying single use are doing that if you are doing reusables, you don't even have to do. Um, so I would say like in terms of time, it probably is ends up being like very comparable or even saves you time I to mean, do something lock, like cloth diapering. And then that's just time. And then addition, of course, is money. Um, you know, you are never going and throwing, literally throwing diapers away in the trash, which is like the money you're spending on that. Right. So that's less time you have to work so that you can afford to do that. Um, so I, I do think uh, parenthood is like sold as this, like you won't have the time to do all these things, but um, I think it's picking and choosing things that are really going to work for you and your lifestyle and your budget that are sustainable um, and really making it a family thing, getting your partner involved. I know a lot of motherhood falls on the uh, the woman in that relationship, but making sure your partner is equally invested, they're on board with cloth diapers, they know how to do them, they yeah. know how to launder them, they know how to dry them, you know, so that's not just falling all on one person. Um, also can help ease the burden. Agreed. I feel like there is usually one primary caregiver who's kind of in charge of these decisions. I also, I'm going to argue that and say, because when I started cloth diapering, Seth was so, so he was like, really? I don't. And I just had to take the initiative and yes, it is more overwhelming because you're like another thing, whatever. But then once I just started doing it and I figured out all the tricky things that I need to figure out, he was like, oh, I'm really glad we started this. And it's like, yeah, thanks. And so literally downstairs in the basement, I have like, okay, if you're washing diapers, make sure you turn it to this temperature and you turn this dial to this and da, 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 da. And then when you're done with cloth diapers, make sure you turn it all to this. And I have like them all written out on the, the just, I don't know, above the dryer and washer. Yeah. We do a lot of that because I find that he's happy to help, but he doesn't like, he'll be like, oh, I clean the house. And I'm like, but there's dishes in the sink. He's like, but what about the house? I'm like, I don't really care about the toys on the floor. I care. The dishes are really I what know. I focused on. So he's like, but what do you, so then I'm like, okay, dishes, laundry, and like a, maybe a mini cleanup. And I wrote it on the fridge. Done. <laughs> Done. It sounds great. Yeah. So it is I kind of I hard. That sounds awesome. Right. <laughs> but it is kind of hard when it, you're like wanting to do something and your partner's not on board. Yeah, but sometimes we could have a whole podcast about that with sustainability so hard, but I think you hit the nail on the head that oftentimes in a relationship, whether it be like a roommate or you're living with your parents, you're living with your partner, there's one person who's maybe more invested than the other person. Mm. But once the person who's more invested demonstrates how to do it and works it into a routine, Mm -hmm. I would say most of the time, the other person who was originally hesitant is on board and and they maybe need a little bit of hand holding or hand holding or a little bit of instruction, but then they're like game. Cause we yeah. had that same experience with cloth diapers and a lot of other things mm-hmm. in the baby world, like looking for secondhand clothes. My husband was like, I don't want to spend my time and energy going around looking for secondhand clothes for our kid. Like I would rather just go to Target and buy a bunch of new stuff. Yeah. But once I kind of said, hey, we have this neighbor who has a kid who's one year older. All we have to do is contact them every three months at the beginning of the season and say, hey, did so-and-so grow out of their spring clothes yet? Totally. And then we just have to walk around the block, pick up the bin and bring it home. And then it's like, once you kind of demonstrate, okay, it's actually way easier mm-hmm. to do that because we're getting a whole bunch of clothes at once. Yeah. Um, and they're already laundered because they were really nice. They sent them to us clean. <laughs> 
that's way easier than going to Target every few months to get a bunch of clothes for a season. So and you can totally see where he's coming from. Like, yeah, we've got enough on our plate. Let's just go. Let this is the place. And you're like, okay, but I figured out. And he's like, oh, okay. You have a right. solution that's pretty simple. Great. Let's do that. Yeah. And it's not like that I'm an anomaly. Like if you don't have a neighbor, you can go on to um, Facebook marketplace and you can find big, you know, people giving away tons of clothes. You mm-hmm. can buy an individual piece. If you're like, I am just missing a jacket for my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's even some local resources here in Minneapolis, like Kid A is a great local resource that sells used kids clothes. Once upon a child, I yep. think it's called where you can go and you can do all shopping. It's all secondhand. So it's also like very affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of options. And again, it's like, what's going to work for you and your, your family. Totally. And even just like cousins, if you, if yeah. you're have any sort of family around you, cause you know, the people who are having babies before you, you are yeah. like, Hey, you're a whatever I, I will take do you have any extra clothes because a lot of times people are wanting to purge that especially last yeah. kid they're like get oh, this out yes. of my house my parenting <laughs> advice is have kids as late as you can in your friend group so you can <laughs> poach all the things from all your other friends who are like I am done yes Here you go yes because free I will pay free. you to get this out of my house right nobody wants that so done with it yes like, take that I'm done you enjoy it you use it And then most of the time I find um, I can just pass it on. Same thing. Mm -hmm. I either put it on Facebook marketplace or my buy nothing group. And people are so excited to get stuff that it's in good condition that is free. So, um, so it keeps things out of the landfill because kids can be so wasteful. Like there are some things, there are some battles you maybe just don't want to fight. And I've met parents who are like, I can't get my kid to get off like the squeezy pouches, like, that's just an area where my kid just loves it. I'm not willing to compromise, but I feel really guilty. So it's like, well, if you can make improvements in all these other areas of your life, don't beat yourself up. And there are even like responsible ways you can recycle those. Um, but like pick and choose what's going to work for you and, and don't stress, stress yourself out too much by trying to do everything. Totally. And we got the, we have reusable pouches. We just, those are them great. yeah. yeah. Those and then you just great. buy the huge applesauce and you don't get all right. the veggies and everything that are supposedly in all the other ones, but yeah. yeah. And you can, those are awesome. And also, you know, like a lot of parents, when they have kids, they start to think about what it's funny. Like we treat our bodies like crap. I'm like, Oh, I'll go have a rum and Coke. Yeah. Drink Coca-Cola, it's so good. And then I'm like, no, my kid can't have artificial sugar or no, like they have to have all natural, like sunscreen, you know? And meanwhile, I'm like (laughs) taking some product. I'm just slathering all over my skin. You know, we treat our kids like way better than we treat ourselves. At least I do. But thinking when I had a kid, all of a sudden it was like everything even more so had to be like organic and natural Mm -hmm. and made with like quality ingredients that were good for the planet. Um, even though I was like already on that trend. So I love that you have reusable pouches because you can put in whatever ingredients you want in, into those. Smoothies, um, yeah. Yeah, so you can make a smoothie. So if your kid is not one who eats vegetables, they just like are anti-vegetable, you can blend it into the smoothie, make your own, sneak it in there. And then you just simply rewash those. Yeah. Um, I've even seen stasher bags, the small ones where people make those into popsicles. So you Ooh. fill it with a smoothie and then you can push up the bottom and it comes out the top. So if you have a kid who, who like you have a stasher bag, you don't want to go out and buy the reusable pouches. You can even try that. Yeah. Um, so there are some great ways to, to really 
make those so that they really work with like what you're hoping, like nutrition, what you're hoping to put into your kid's body and things like that. So when you said that you started going zero waste in 2017, I'm looking through Mm -hmm. the notes again. What does that mean? Were you like hardcore committed to like the person who had just the little plastic baggie of their just single use? Yeah. From like a whole year. Yeah. There's this iconic picture of like, yes, you're holding her jar and it's got like all of her trash from a year. Yeah. I think my life before I learned about zero waste movement was really like, oh, I want to live as sustainably as possible. I really care about the environment. I really care about the future. And um, I was doing all of these things to live as sustainably as possible, but I'd never thought about our trash. Mm-hmm. And I'd also never thought about our recycling system. I definitely fell victim to this idea that like recycling is the answer. We are supposed to recycle. Recycling is good. I'm a good environmentalist. I put this in my recycling bin. Mm-hmm. And then it went in 2017, when I went to a class um, called like transitioning your home to zero waste, I like was so naive. I was like, I know everything there is to know. Yeah. And then I said, you need me to home. teach. Yeah. I'm like, I'll yeah. teach you. Yeah. And then I uh, learned um, like 91% of the plastic in our recycling system ends up as trash. It's like not recyclable. Um, Our recycling system is totally broken. We were previously shipping a large percentage of our recycling to China where it was either getting dumped and not recycled or it was polluting those communities where it was being recycled. and I just learned like, wow, recycling isn't this answer that I thought it was going to yeah. be. Um, even when I was visiting my parents' home lo- recently in Oregon, their community does not even recycle um, glass. So like you think, oh, I'm putting this in the recycling bin. Well, in that community, it's there's just no market for glass. So recycling really isn't the answer. It's not a completely closed loop regenerative resource. It, it has yeah. a large carbon footprint. We are going to take a brief break to talk about Clearly Filtered. Clearly Filtered is a water filtration system that goes under your sink. There's a pitcher. They have water bottles. They have kids' water bottles. I fill this pitcher up multiple times a day. I do it for my rice. I do it for the water I drink. I do it for coffee. I do it for the diffuser. All the things go through this filtration system. They have something on their website where you can type in your zip code and it will tell you all the things that are in your water. And that's enough right there to uh, get you to buy one. If you are interested, I have a code, Hey Shayla, or you can go to HeyShayla.com slash clearly filtered pod. If any of my codes ever don't work, go to HeyShayla.com slash codes, and it will give you the list of all the current codes. Let's get back to the show. A lot of what we put in our recycling bin does become trash. So I started learning, well, what are some ways I could avoid recycling altogether? And especially plastics, learning that really plastic wasn't recycled at all. Um, and so I really started thinking about ways I could adjust my grocery shopping because that's where I created the most waste, mm-hmm. um, but also how I could buy things differently. Could I buy things locally? Um, could I buy things that were made of regenerative resources like bamboo instead of plastic? Um, and at that time it was really hard. Like a lot of products that we have on the market today simply didn't exist four years ago. Um, but like a bamboo toothbrush, I wanted to get away from using a plastic toothbrush. Every plastic toothbrush you've ever used in your entire life is sitting in a landfill, not decomposing, just sitting there. So you think about if you're supposed to change your toothbrush four times a year, I've been alive 38 years. That's a oh lot of gosh. toothbrushes me that I alone have contributed. Right. So I was like, okay, easy. Instead of using my toothbrush, like this plastic one, I'm going to use a bamboo one. 
Well, at that time, all I could do was order it on Amazon, which really defeated the purpose right away because I wanted to shop local. I wanted to keep things as close to Minneapolis as possible so I could keep the carbon footprint low. But then when I did order products that I couldn't find locally, it was like a toothbrush in this big plastic yeah. box, like a, a filled with plastic. And it just was like, this is not what I wanted to do. And the more I talked to people around here, the more people said, oh yeah, like I want to live more sustainably, but we don't have local resources or I'm afraid of greenwashing. So then I started Which thinking- Which is what? What's greenwashing? Greenwashing is where you buy a product and you think you're buying an environmental product, but then you realize it's not. So a good example of greenwashing might be like laundry detergent. Maybe you're buying a brand that says like eco-friendly. So you buy it and you think, oh, this is a great laundry detergent. It, it's environmentally friendly. And then you start reading the ingredients and you realize, oh, there's all kinds of things in here that actually are bad for the planet and probably bad for you. Um, and But there's not really uh, regulations around people using terms like eco-friendly or green. So you really have to do your research. So that's one thing that I started doing was like, oh, this product that everyone says is environmentally friendly, it's actually not. What's a better product that people can use, that people can, can will really like, that works really well, um, that maybe is better for the upstream and the downstream? So meaning like where it's manufactured, are people paid a fair wage? Does it take resources out of that community that can't be replenished? Once it's done at the end of its life, where does it go? Does it end up in the trash or is there no byproduct whatsoever? Because it's a shampoo bar and it completely disintegrates. Okay, my anxiety okay. is through the roof right now. Just well, like that's why I'm here. Oh, because I like shampoo, toothbrush, all these things, right? Well, well everything you do, I mean, has a, has a real effect. I mean, look around at your house and how many things you have in your house. It's absolutely amazing how much we've accumulated. Yeah. Uh, even like I get like minimalism is is great and I strive to be that, but I have so much stuff in my house just like from living a like a Normal regular life. life. Yeah. And and all that stuff has a cost and it all has an impact. So what Tear Market tries to do, my company, is we try to look at all the products that are available and we say, what is the best product? for our community in Minneapolis, how can we make this product available to more people? Um, how can we bring this product to market? Sometimes we're working with like a super small local vendor who's like, I have this idea for a product. This is like, a would be great. We know people would love it, but they haven't even like developed it yet. They just have this idea. So we like help them and work with oh, them. Wow. And then, and then we try to really promote this and say like, okay, there are 10,000 kinds of produce bags that you can find on Amazon. We carry the one brand that we really stand behind. It's made of organic cotton. So we know fertilizer wasn't used in the growing of the cotton. It's made in the United States. So the carbon footprint for people is lower. You know, so we'd really try to say, okay, here's one brand that we love. Here's three different sizes. You can take it from here. So yeah. we really try to make it people... Um, as friendly, uh, as, as easy for people to shop as possible so that their anxiety doesn't cripple them. Right. In, um, fetal position. Yeah. Well, not even cripple you, cripple you into just not doing anything about it. Not like asking. so overwhelming that you're like, I'm just going to buy my toothbrush. I don't know. I can't keep I can't thinking about this. Yeah. So that's what I, so basically you just saw demand for a local need for reusable things. You had already done all the research. You were like, okay, let me put together yeah. this marketplace. Yeah. Let me share what I've learned. And 
And I think for me, hearing about climate change and how imminent it is and how so far we've already gone down this path that's like almost irre irreversible at this point, I thought, well, what is something I can do to help the individual person to live more sustainably? Because I just feel like if I wait for the government to come up with some regulation or we wait for some magic technology, it's right. going to be too late. So this is kind of what I came up with to help people. Yeah. And I feel like you're making a huge impact and you've, you've doubled, right? You're, you've got two stores now. Yeah. Now we have Amazing. a second location in Northeast. Yeah. Okay. So when I was there, you were just turning on your online thing. Was that, yeah. a like not controversial, but just like difficult decision to make because I feel like shipping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you mean like the carbon footprint associated with shipping? See, that's what, yeah. So you've got, you've got, you want non-toxic, you want organic, you want grass-fed, you want like things that are good for your body. Then yeah. you want to make sure that you've got your, that the carbon footprint, that it's not going to have too much of an impact just by shipping it to your house. Then you've got zero waste where you're trying not to like the things coming out of your house aren't going to destroy the earth. And I feel like when you try to start doing all of it at once, it's like, holy smokes. Yeah. So I would encourage you to take your own advice. I saw you did like a video where you said the person who's dieting isn't the person yeah. who's doing the dishes and the person who's living a minimalist lifestyle isn't the person, like no one's doing it all. Right. And so you don't put pressure on yourself to do it all. Yeah. What I highly recommend people do to make it less overwhelming is to first do a trash audit of your home. So what works for me is going to be different than what works for you. So if you look at all your trash, like literally gather it all, look through it and start to put it into piles and you can start to see really quick, oh, we create a lot of waste in the bathroom and we're throwing away a lot of this product. Or in the kitchen, we're noticing we're throwing away a lot of this product and then pick one thing. So whether that be the product in the kitchen, the product in the bathroom, and I recommend doing what's going to make the biggest impact mm -hmm. because then you'll see um, a big change in the amount of trash. And then hopefully that will motivate you to make another change. But yeah. so let's say it's in the kitchen and you realize you're throwing away um, a lot of food into your trash can, like food scraps from cooking or leftovers that didn't get eaten. Then... I would recommend saying, okay, if I have throwing away all this food, what's one thing I could do to either change my behavior or a product I could start using to swap out a product that's disposable. So in the case of food, I would say, okay, well, if you're throwing away a lot of food, maybe compost would be a really great option for you to start putting that into a, another bin where that can actually turn into soil and be a resource. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're lucky enough to have compost like we do in Minneapolis where they'll pick it up curbside, or maybe you have to start a backyard bin, or maybe there's a community place that you could drop it off, off, drop it off at, but Google is your friend. So just use that as a resource. And once you do that, if you can do that and sustain that behavior, I usually like to give a month then you could pick a second thing. Okay. The second biggest area I was creating waste was actually in my bathroom and it was like used menstrual products. Well, is there an alternative for that? Get on Google, reusable yeah. menstrual products. It is a thing. It is great. They are comfortable. I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. um, well, there's so many I, options now. I feel like there are a lot of options around all of these things now. Yes where they now weren't necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Now there are the, the kind of areas people struggle the most are like very specific products. Um, and also a lot of products for like 
um, people with like textured hair or um, like a lot, we get a lot of people in the store who say like, I have this kind of skin, like it's so very specific niche products are still not really available, but um, a lot of things are available now. So I really recommend people to to look um, to Google as a resource for what's out there. Yeah. Well, and I think kind of what you said before of once you get that audit and you think, okay, I've got this food waste, either thinking about how to export it better by composting or figuring out how to import it better by being better with your portion sizes or making sure you yeah. bring it to work so that you're eating it or whatever and, yes. and behavioral changes. That's, that's interesting. Okay. And kind that- of what you were speaking to earlier about like, carbon footprint and shipping and even like traveling to new locations um, to um, get products that are better for you. That I wish that every community had a zero waste shop that people could like bike to and walk to or public transportation. But the fact of the matter is the way our society is built and the way our communities have been built, there are people in rural areas of this country who want to live more sustainably, who do not have access to anything that is sustainably made or eco-friendly. We get comments all the time, all the time from people in rural areas, whether that be like Washington state or Alabama, who say, I would love to shop more sustainably, but like nothing like this exists. So my only avenue is online. So we've tried to make it as sustainable as possible by sending people items in either fully compostable bags that they can Mm. put in their backyard compost bin or in returnable containers. So aluminum jars or specifically a few of our items get shipped in glass um, so that people can use those items and send them back. And that way we're not contributing anything to the recycling system. Um, And we, we really think that until there is a way for people to live as sustainably as they can in their own communities. We want to be a resource for people who want to take that step right. who don't have that local choice. And when you said the recycling thing, what are, I mean, what can you recycle? Or it what totally are, depends on where you live. Really? So that's another, another um, layer to recycling is like what you can recycle here in Minneapolis isn't the same as what you can recycle in Washington state. It's just Or in different. Lakeville? It's yeah, yeah. So for example, a big thing in Minneapolis was a few years ago, they said, we're not recycling any more black plastic. So if you get like a to-go container and it has black plastic on the bottom and a see-through lid, like 99% of the to-go containers around here are, that's trash. And that was like just Minneapolis. So like, if you were in the, if you were in Lakeville, you could still recycle it. But if you're in Minneapolis, you can't because they get sent to different recycling facilities. So that's why when I talk about zero waste, I try to tell people like, let's try to avoid the recycling altogether because what you can recycle is different than what I can recycle. And again, 91% of plastics aren't getting recycled anyway. So putting in your recycling system might not even really mean it gets recycled. So we can avoid even recycling by reusing, thinking outside of the box, thinking creatively, bringing your own produce bags for produce so that you're not buying the carrots in a plastic bag, but you can get the loose carrots and put them in your own bag and bring them home and reuse that bag. Things like that just is like really simple, but you can avoid a lot of waste. Seth always laughs at me because I just throw them in my cart. I just oh, grab yeah, the I apple free and free range. Yeah. I'm like everything's free range. Like free range <laughs> apples. I'll put them I'm together like, on that. Yeah. That's our society, right? Like your husband's like, you weirdo. Like you put yeah. that, but like you're gonna take it home and wash it anyway. 
Right. Exactly. I know. Like, I agree. And I'll, and I'll put it together for the cashier. I'll put all the apples together for you. So it's easy for you. To put. It's nice. Yeah. Um, really as a parent, what do you feel like are some easy swaps? Obviously again, everyone's going to be a little bit different, but do you have like a couple simple ones that I feel like a toothbrush is a simple one. Yep. Toothbrush is a simple one. You can get a bamboo toothbrush for a kid that works great. We carry ones with like all different colors on them. So that's really nice and fun. So even if you have multiple kids, you can be like, oh, yours is the blue one and yours is the yellow one. That's um, super fun. Um, I think the biggest areas where I found we create waste um, are definitely like diapers. So cloth diapers are a great alternative. Even swim diapers. A lot of people don't know you can get a reusable swim diaper. It looks like a cloth diaper in a lot of ways. It's great. Um, so I recommend that, um, things like sunscreen, you can get sunscreen in a glass jar or a fully recyclable metal. Yeah. So there's like things that if you, if you either search tear markets website or go to Google, you can really see like, oh, if you're finding you're like throwing away a lot of something specifically for your kid, um, then you can, uh, find alternatives that are better in terms of packaging, um, kids snacks. Sorry. Yeah. The sunscreen use, I talk and so I cut you off, but you said either in glass or what? A fully recyclable aluminum tube. Aluminum tube. So think of like a, like maybe like, it looks like, like almost like a lotion or something where you like scroll, scrunch up the bottom of the Looks like a toothpaste. Yeah. Like a toothpaste. Okay. Yeah. And then I love using your website as a resource because you do all the research so that I can go to your website and either just order it or be like, okay, this what do I, what's the best, whatever that right. is. Right. Yeah. We try to make it easy, easy for you. Yeah. Um, and then as your, and this is like, as your kid gets older, I think a great um, alternative to like plastic bags for like lunches and snacks is stasher bags, which I know you, you've yes. um, highlighted before. And those are yeah. great. Those are like endlessly reusable. You can put your kids lunches in those. You can use it as an ice pack. So if you want to throw a lunch, um, and then a mm. ice pack and a lunch box that's that a great idea displace uh, lots of single-use plastic bags yeah um, and then I would recommend and um, that people if you can't take the time to like make your own kids snacks like let's say you want to you, you know there are like Lara bars out there or Z bars or things like that that a lot of toddlers love mm-hmm. and there are many recipes out there Pinterest is a great one mm-hmm. um, a great platform to look for recipes about how to make wow. your own that are like no bake um bars what which are great and I've made them before and my kiddo like loved them but I go through spurts where I'm like I have time I can make these and then I'm like I don't have time I can't make these Mm -hmm. so I give myself a break I know I can't do it all the time I like to do it when I can and I collect all the wrappers from all the z bars and lara bars and those kinds of things and then at tear market we have a recycling program with um TerraCycle where people can come and they can bring all those wrappers and then we send the box once it's full to TerraCycle and they make it a compost bins and frisbees and paper pl- or not paper plates but plates so they turn it into things that those things that's the end of the life they can't be recycled after that but it gives them at least one more life that yeah. they can be, be used into something functional okay we're going to take a brief break to talk about expecting and empowered if you follow me anywhere you know that i love expecting and empowered it's a pregnancy and postpartum workout it's a week by week guide for what is safe and what you should be doing to prepare for labor and then repair from labor it's pelvic floor it's exercises it's core it's stretching it's mindless 
So if you're like, well, I kind of feel like I should stay in shape. If you don't work out or you do work out, this is such a good guide for this time of your life just to know what is good to do. Uh, I have a code, Hey Shayla. If you go to heyshayla.com slash expecting an empowered pod, that will get you there. Let's get back to the show. So some of the things that we've swapped out were the squeezers, like we talked about. We started a compost bin. And honestly, sometimes I just feed the animals in the backyard. They don't like celery, but I just throw it in the backyard. Right. What kind of animals do you have? I like squirrels and bunnies. And oh, I- okay. Like wild. Yeah. So you're like feeding the urban wildlife. Yeah. Is that bad? Uh, I do think it depends who you ask. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're hardy little squirrels. So that's good. And it's right out the window. So the toddler loves it anyway. <laughs> I love it. No, I think that's great. I mean, but we also great. have a compost bin and like a garden that we throw it in as well. But, and the, the compost thing when they, I remember I was a Karen, I looked at my bill and I was like, I am getting charged for this bin and it's not at my house. So I called and I was like, hello, why am I being charged for this bin? And it was the compost bin. And they're like, it's standard. Like everyone is charged for that, whether or not you have it. And I was like, well then bring it by. (laughs) Why is it not here? So now I put that in there and my neighbor, she's this older woman who's a saint, but she's like, you should get some of those compostable bags. Cause if you just throw it in willy nilly like that, those squirrels will get in there. And I'm like, lady, I'm feeding them in the backyard. Too. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Martha, you have no idea what's going on in my backyard. Right exactly. like a deer so... having a birthday party back there. Yes. But then I, we also did, um, reusable paper towels and I just got yeah. those off Etsy. I love it. And people Amazing. are, it's like, people don't understand it. They're like, well, isn't it just like a towel? And I'm like hundred percent, but it's a lot of little ones. So I just like right. use it and then throw it in the wash. And then I'm not like wasting a paper towel where I'm using like a 10th of it and then throwing the rest of it away. It's great. Same thing. My husband was like, I don't love these. And I'm like, you haven't bought paper towels either. So right. can't hate them that much. Yeah. yeah or like, totally. but then I'll buy a roll or something if we have people over. Cause I'm like, these are kind of stained. I'm not going to put them <laughs> underneath your utensils. And that's <laughs> but- great. Cause you probably decrease like so much of the waste. And like, and then you have paper towels when you need them in case of emergency or what yes. have you guests. But then most of the time you're using this reusable. Resource. It's amazing. Yeah. Those are awesome. That's a great swap. I mean, kids are so messy. Yes. Um, and I think even like bibs and burp cloths and those kinds of things, we still have those yes. like Bailey's three, my, my daughter's three. And we have those like in every nook and cranny, like yes. where's a reusable like bib or burp cloth. Cause there's so much mess. Totally. I agree with that. Um, and then the other thing was the bar of soap I got from your market. And I was like, really like does this lather is this any good and you're like I swear it's I need to actually order a new one because I've been trying to like get on a different shampoo and I can't Mm -hmm. find anything that I love and that one honestly I brought home and I was like wow I because I've tried a few before and they like yeah they don't lather they're not any good and I was like this one this one is great I'm glad to hear that yeah I love our shampoo conditioner bars and then our our um toddler shampoo and conditioner or shampoo bar and body wash bar is great and I love it because like 
We have one where I, it comes as like a whole soap bar, but then I cut it up into pieces. So my daughter can like hold Ooh, it. Yeah. She loves it. She takes her washcloth and she puts her soap on there and she washes her body. And then she kind of helps massage it in her hair Fun. and it gives her ownership of yeah. what she's doing. And, that's and so, yeah, that's a, a great uh, product for sure. Yeah. And well, what's the difference between the two? Because I felt good about using it on my daughter. Cause I was like, mm, this is really <laughs> right. It's, it's great. It's fine. I think they say that the humble hive brand we carry, which is the kids is supposed to be more like a tear free okay. one. Yeah. I think that's the biggest difference. That makes sense. But you can use, I mean, so many of the products we carry because they are all natural because right. they are, but you can use them on your pets. Yeah. You can use, so like we have bug spray that you can use on your pets, your, your babies and yourself. Like you can, most of the products we carry, I think all of the products we carry up the top of my head, you can use for any kind of, any kind of person, which is great. So what would, what do you say to somebody who's like, yeah, cool. It's so expensive. I asked them, I said, like, let's look at the hidden cost here. So there's always a cost to something. So like, I think if you think about paper towels, that's a great example. Like you bought one time a pack of unpaper towels. And let's say the average paper towel roll costs you $4. Then eight times four is 32 bucks. Your unpaper towels, let's say they cost you $32, which I know the ones at the store we sell 12 packs for like $32 or 33. I think the prices went up $33 and six packs for like 17. So in one year, you, that would start paying for itself. And then think about if you have those for 10 years and you save $32 a year, that's $320 in 10 years that you save just from paper towels. So that's like one thing is like the financial savings. But then the other thing you want to think about is, yes, it's cheaper for one roll of paper towels, as you see it, but like, where was that made? How did it get to you? Once it leaves your house, what happens to it? What happens to the plastic wrapper it came in? Whose community is that trash going to? How are they being affected to it by it? So if it's getting sent to an incinerator, are there high rates of breast cancer and asthma near the incinerator? What are the health costs of that? So you can really quickly start to extrapolate, like it seems cheaper, but really what kind of effect is this having on the community and the people who made it? And it's not cheaper. It's never cheaper. It's always much more expensive. Totally. And, and kind of like what we said before is you have to pick your battles. So like if truly cost is a factor, yeah, you can't think about all those things, but if you're like, okay, I ran out of paper towels. I need to buy a new one. I think it costs like 30 bucks to get a bundle of paper towels. Like it's not cheap. Whenever I had to like rebuy paper towels or even when I buy toilet paper, it's like, it's not cheap. So if you can replace it and that's what I've seen a lot of just like, look, don't do a overhaul of your house because yeah. then guess what? You're just creating a shit ton of trash all at once as you're getting rid of all of this stuff. Right. How about when you run out of your paper towels, get the reusable ones. When you run out of your Ziploc baggies, buy one stasher and another pack of Ziploc baggies. And then when you run out of that one, buy another stasher and another, and just like slowly and those stashers, I use them for crayons. I use them for oh yeah. like there, there's so many times where I'm like, I'm just going to put the, st the stasher, but like, yeah. And They're I think that, that's a really yeah. easy way to do it because you're like, 
and that makes it less um, overwhelming too. Like, okay, I ran out of trash bags. What's a good alternative to a trash bag? Now I'm researching one thing at a time instead of every single product in my kitchen at the same time getting so overwhelmed and then just saying, forget it. Right. Totally. So I've kind of tried to do that, but yeah. And then you buy one and then it's like, I'm like native deodorant. That's what I use. This is great. And the people are like, there's fragrance in that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't, but I'm using the cardboard one that's recyclable. Like, right. and then I get, then you get heat for it. Oh, uh, that's very good. Well, I mean, and for that person, fragrance might be very important. Like mm-hmm. we get some people come in the store who are like fair trade. I only buy fair trade stuff. Right. You know, or we get other people in the store who are like anti-fluoride. I will not use anything with fluoride. So everyone's got their thing. Their thing. So- yeah. What I like to do is say, like, I'm going to try to help you find something that works for you because, you know, and what, but where, what works for you and what's important to you isn't the same as what's important to me. Totally. So we try to put options out there for people um, to make it less intimidating, but everyone's got what's important to them, whether yeah. that's like organic, local, mm-hmm. BIPOC made, you know, and then so it's like people have to really, and that's great. Um, but we, I've learned, can't please everyone. So we try to find different options that work for most people yeah. um, and let them kind of choose. But I love like what you said about picking one thing at a time, yeah. because I think that's the way to do it. Because then that behavior sticks with you. I originally tried to do everything at once overnight. My husband loved that. <laughs> he was like, wait, where'd the trash can go? I was like, we're taking out. We're not even going to have a trash can. He's like, whoa, last night I went to bed. We had a trash can in our kitchen. Now there's no trash can. I was like, that's it. No trash, you know, don't do that. that. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. But I think, I think choosing one thing that's important to you is kind of the gateway. Like maybe it is local, maybe it is BIPOC, maybe it is. And then you, you, it's easier to decide what you're going to do instead of being like, well, I want to be a toothbrush, but I can only order it. And it's going to carbon footprint and blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I'm thinking about the, the bamboo toothbrush right now. I'm going to order it. It's going to come in the mail and I'll figure out how to do it better next time. But, but I'm already making a step to doing better. And it's, yeah, I think, I think it's just that overwhelm. Yeah. And I think it can take a lot of effort for people, which is one to start one thing that to start. And I think that's one thing a lot of people like just immediately get overwhelmed, like, oh, it's mm-hmm. going to be so much effort. So what I always recommend doing is like, if you can come into Terra Market, we're there to help you. You don't mm-hmm. need to come in and even buy anything. You just can come in and see what you have. And that way, when you're like, oh, I did use my yeah. last trash bag. I already know Terra Market sells compostable trash bags that are like fit with my ethos. Okay, so you're not being like, oh, I'm out of trash bags. I need to research it right now. Oh, I have to go across town to get it. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do that. So I'm just going to order them the way I've always ordered them. Yes. And get yeah. stuck in that cycle. So you're recommend- right. Yeah, just even walking through, because I remember, I think you have floss. And I yeah. was like, what? I know. What's wrong with What's my not? floss? And so just going through and walking through and seeing the options, knowing that the options exist, I think is really, did I bunk your head? Is really, oh, I did. Oh gosh. Uh, then at least when it happens, you're like, oh wait, I know that there are options for this. Right. And it makes it just a little bit, a little bit easier. 
Yeah. Yeah. Up and down. I get it. You're like a super mom. Oh, I like, oh yeah. You're like running a podcast, having an awesome social media following, breastfeeding (laughs) your freaking baby while, while like videotaping yourself. Like kudos to you. Yeah. Amazing. But remember, remember what you started with about my reel that said that you get to see the front face. You don't get to see yesterday when my toddler was comforting me because I was crying. I'm bawling. And she's like, mommy, I make you feel better. And I'm like, are you going to talk to your therapist about this later? (laughs) Yeah. It was like, you know, if you're overstimulated, <laughs> if you're working too hard, if you're working and being a mom, if you're like, you know, you're, you're going to, we all get burnt out and that's okay. And totally. sometimes our three-year-olds are the ones to pick us back up. <laughs> but honestly, just by asking that sweet question, I was like, the world is okay. Like, <laughs> I guess it's fine that your sister is not napping. Oh gosh, that's so hard. Oh, it's the oh, worst. That's so hard. Yeah, totally, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I I'm yeah. just thriving on the outside, struggling on. The hey, let it out. That's what I, I I'm trying to encourage more and more moms to just be open and honest about their experience being totally. a mom. I know um, it is so challenging and it's very isolating. And I had my baby right before the pandemic. She was born in January of 2020. So mm-hmm. I thought I would have a very different maternity leave, a very different like um, experience First year. with yeah. her. Instead, I was just like living in fear, isolated right. at home, totally. watching working moms on Netflix, just like trying to survive. <laughs> So I think that put a huge strain on a lot of women. And I think uh, a lot of women work full-time jobs and are full-time moms and um, don't have enough support. A hundred percent. That's a whole nother podcast. For me, it's a hard balance to keep of like staying positive and staying real without being negative. Yeah. I mean, because you want to show that like, yeah, I cried yesterday. You know what I mean? And and I'm okay with that. And that's fine. Mm but I'm not going to sit and complain. I'm not going to try and complain about my children and be like, Oh, mom, being a mom is the heart. I don't know. It's just a hard balance, especially on social media to like do that. Yeah. And I think obviously everyone feels like really differently. And, and to be honest, I think different people handle motherhood differently. Same with like, honestly, zero waste lifestyle. Some people can jump in two feet in and be like, I'm swimming and other people can be like, I'm sinking funny. And yeah. Like, and you're just kind of finding your way in a way that works for you. And, and, uh, and it can be very challenging. And I think probably on social media specifically, you can find accounts for however you're feeling that day mm-hmm. yes. and, sit and be like, I love being a mom. This is great. You can yes. watch those great videos with nice music in the background of moms and their kids and be like, this is the best time of my life. Or if you want the opposite, you can definitely find that too. Yeah, exactly. And, and that is nice that you can find the thing that like, like sleep training, you've got the people who are like, if you got to cry it out, you got to cry it out. And other people who are like, I will never. And so (laughs) whatever you align with, you can listen to them and be reaffirmed by them. But if you're on the fence, then it just makes it really confusing because you're like, this is the way. No, this is the way. If you do the other way, you're the worst. If you do the other way, you're too soft. You're just, it's just like. <sighs> it's a lot. Oh, it it's a lot. lot to sift through. So I think it's important like to have Same. confidence in 
Yes. Your, your ability to decide what is best for you and your family. Amen. And that, to that. that confidence can be learned over time. It yes. doesn't have to come right away. And I think it's the same with zero waste. Like that's so funny. Family. I agree. Yeah. It's totally <laughs> the same because it's a lifestyle. Like yeah. you're not doing this to be like, oh, I want to be like, maybe some people are like, I want to have like a beautiful pantry full of like curated mason jars with my shelf stable goods that are all from the bulk section. I'm going to post this on social media. Yeah. When a lot of other people are like, hey, I'm just trying to like do my weekly grocery shopping here. And I have my mismatched jars. <laughs> I don't even have lids. I don't know where the lids are. I'm just putting stuff in there. I'm putting in my pantry. Things are falling out of my pantry, yeah. like putting them in. You know, like <laughs> you, can do, you can do you in whatever like way it works for you and yeah. just have confidence that like any step you take in the zero waste world is a step in the right direction. That's so funny that you keep cross-referencing things because I think you're right. And I think a lot of it comes from, oh good, we're going to have just crackers eating in the mind. <laughs> I think a lot of it comes from once you know your why. So yeah, the same with what we were just talking about, like decide what's important to you and then run with that in motherhood or in, in yeah. zero waste. Right. Totally. Um, like what is your why for sure? Yeah. That yeah. and that will keep you motivated and that will will drive you. Yeah. I love that. Crunch. Yeah. All right. I think that was fantastic. I'm so grateful that you came on and chatted with me about this. And I feel like I don't know what to do about the recycling, but I love the idea of yeah. like figuring out the thing that's causing you the most waste and either figuring out how to have it not come in or how to more properly get it out. Yeah. I think that's, that's just like what I recommend to everyone is like a good way to get, get started. And you can do that same thing with your recycling. So if you go through your recycling bin and you look and you're like, Oh, everything in here is like plastic to go containers. Mm -hmm. So an easy, really easy thing to do is to bring your own to go container to a restaurant. So if you go out to a restaurant, have you done that? Oh, I do it all the time. You can also some places um, will let you bring your own containers and then they'll put to go food in there. But those are few and far between post COVID. Um, but yeah. more like so that's a little yeah. Bit. That was I felt like so good when I was bringing my cup to Starbucks. I was like, put it in my cup. And then with yeah. COVID, they're like, we don't do that anymore. I'm like, yes. And some of them have gone back to doing it, and some of them haven't. So I say make your coffee at home if you can, or just like decrease instead of going to Starbucks seven days a week, maybe you go four days a week. So yeah. you, you don't use a new cup every time. Totally. It was they, that happened at Starbucks. I'm pretty sure I like handed it to them at the window and I watched them pour it from their cup into my cup. And I was just I like, know. yes, it is. And I wish like reusable infrastructures like that were more common. Yeah. More just a place, but awesome. Well, thank you so much. I loved your wisdom. I loved your conversation. This is so helpful. And I hope that other people decide to make one easy change. Yeah, I'd love that. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love. And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of, just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.